Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Well, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We hope you guys had a great weekend. I understand that some people watching this, it's Tuesday morning already, but in the Western Hemisphere, this is Monday. So happy Monday and happy beginning of the new week. Before we get to the prayer tonight, I want to start a new series, and the series is called Overcoming Anxiety. Okay, notice it is not coping with anxiety or or living with anxiety or anything like that. The world can sell you coping mechanisms, okay? The world can sell you drugs or anything else to help you kind of get by with anxiety. But this is about overcoming anxiety, okay? We are overcomers. Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So this is not, this is not about just dealing with it. This is about defeating it, okay? Because we walk in victory. And this is a a very special series for me because as Kristen knows, and as some of you know, anxiety is something that I dealt with for a long time and which probably stole at least 10 years of my life. And I don't mean anxiety. Let's be clear about what we're talking about. I don't mean nervousness. For the people who have real anxiety, it's not about, um, you know, feeling, feeling nervous when you're going to ask some girl out, or it's not about, you know, feeling nervous if you're going to give a speech. Everybody goes through that. That's just, that's just your body flooding itself with adrenaline. Okay. Real, like clinical grade anxiety is stops you from functioning, from doing even day to day things. For some of us, such as myself, it resulted in what's called somatizing your stress. Somatizing means you actually feel your stress as physical pain. And I was, I'm a lawyer and I remember when I started dealing with this and it started getting really bad. Uh, if I had, for example, a trial I had to do the night before, I would feel like I was literally being stabbed in the chest. I mean, that's how painful it was. I would not be able to eat. If I tried to eat, I would throw up. I would throw up even if I didn't eat. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I mean, it was just torture and torment. And it's sort of this, it creates this negative feedback cycle because then you get more depressed and then it's, it's just, it's just really, it's, it's horrible. And the walls will begin to close in on you. So when we're talking about anxiety, we're not talking about simple nervousness. We're talking about uh, something that really prevents you from doing the things that you want to do from living a normal life. And it's something that a lot of people struggle with. It's a topic that's probably too big. I know it's too big for one episode, but we're going to start tonight talking about the importance of watching what you put in your mind. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to get healthy, generally people talk about watching what you put in your body, and that's all well and good. In fact, that does have an effect on your mental health as well, but I'm amazed at how infrequently people will change the influences that they have putting into the, into their mind. Okay. I got to tell you something. My mind is not a garbage bin that you can just put anything into. I'm, I'm so glad I cleaned that up. You know, I used to really enjoy in my less spiritual days watching some of the great mob movies like Goodfellas and Casino and The Godfather and stuff like that, which were, you know, very violent and, you know, often involved profanity. And yes, Pastor Jordan used to watch movies that he shouldn't watch. Now, check this out. I'm not here to, to preach to you about that. I'm not talking about it being sinful, but let me show you how it's harmful, okay? And what you're going to find is that the things that God calls sin, he's, he 
says that there's sin, what he really means is, is that this is something that hurts you. Okay. God is not, uh, God is not some kind of tyrant who just makes rules because he wants to impose rules on you. He's actually a loving parent who wants the best for you. And just as no parent would tell their kid, no loving parent anyway, to go, you know, okay, it's okay to smoke cigarettes. It's okay to do drugs. Okay. To drink. God is not going to tell you it's okay to watch movies you shouldn't watch because he knows how it's going to hurt you. This is just one of many examples. But I remember when I um, was just out of law school, my first real job, actually, I was 25 years old and I was hired as a prosecutor. And in I shared an office with another prosecutor who at the time was litigating a, a murder case involving a serial killer. Okay. And this was this was no joke. And, and it was there was no doubt this guy was guilty. I mean, believe me, they found uh, after he had murdered this woman, he left, he smoked a cigarette and left it there. We found his DNA on the cigarette. And then worse than that, his uh, dental records lined up with the bite marks on the victim. And worse than that, they lined up with the bite marks of another victim in another state. So we were dealing with a real psychopath here, okay? And I remember my office mate had these giant posters that he needed for the trial, which had pictures of the victim's body. Lots of close-up pictures and things like that so you could see the bite marks and you could see the injuries. It was it was pretty bad stuff. And he and the other prosecutor who he was working with on the case would often come into my office to discuss the case, not with me, but just with each other. And they would look at the pictures and they would laugh at him. And they would tell jokes about this victim. And, and they would just, you know, like just the way you'd watch a comedy. They would just thought this was the funniest thing. And I'm not going to repeat some of the stuff they said, but it was pretty vile. And I told this to... One of my, one of the other prosecutors there and they said, well, look, I mean, you know, in order to deal with things like this, they have to become desensitized to it. Okay. And in fact, what they told me to do was go watch a video that was circulating around the prosecutor's office of a prison murder that had just happened. And I'm not going to get into the details of that, but let me just tell you, this guy killed this other guy five different ways and everybody was watching it and it not, not even to become desensitized to it, just for entertainment value. And praise God that back then, at age 25, so this was 16 years ago, I had the Holy Ghost wisdom enough about me to say, you know what? I don't, not, it's not just that I don't want to watch those videos. It's that I don't want to become desensitized to this sort of stuff because being sensitive is what separates us from these monsters. And I want to hold on to that. Okay. I didn't want it to create a, a, a spirit inside of me that was just used to ingesting that sort of stuff because it's poison. It is. The Bible says, and Paul, Paul says, I believe it's in uh, Philippians here. He says, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and the peace of God will be with you. Okay. So when I'm dealing with somebody who's trying to overcome, not cope with, overcome anxiety, one of the first things I want to know is what are you putting in your body? Are you putting in the beautiful things, the righteous things, the noble things, the lovely things, the things that we should focus on? Or are you listening to negative music? Are you watching negative things on TV or watching negative movies, hanging out with negative friends, speaking negativity over yourself? You cannot live like that. You cannot put things like that into your body and expect to be mentally healthy. And the funny thing is, after I prosecuted for a while, okay, not only did I become, not only did I not become 
desensitized to that stuff. I found I couldn't watch the old movies I used to watch. I couldn't watch those gangster movies. I couldn't watch things with profanity and violence. It's not that I suddenly felt convicted of them. It's just my body couldn't handle it because I saw the reality of, of, of what murder was. And thank God, thank God that I, I was, I, that God made me intolerant to that stuff because being intolerant to that poison, taking it and throwing it up, basically having it. Uh, people talk sometimes are, are healed of addiction to cigarettes, and they talk about how just one day they woke up and they just couldn't stand the taste anymore. Thank God for that, okay? Because it's that sudden incapacity to ingest that poison that is really the first step to mental health and the first step to having the peace of God. All right. So that's my message for you today, guys. If you're looking to overcome anxiety, I'm not saying listen. Um, this anxiety is not something you want to like just be one foot in, one foot out. You can't hold the hand of this thing and act like you can control it because you can't. You can either defeat it or it's going to defeat you. It, it, and those are your choices. It's entirely binary, okay? So if you want to overcome anxiety, then step one is stop filling your mind with unholy things, with negative things. Stop putting poison into your body, okay, and fill your mind instead with the worthy things. And the result of that is you'll fill, fill your spirit with the Holy Spirit. And you'll have the peace of God. That's my message for you tonight. Wow. Just wow. Just wow. I was going to give a different message. And then like five minutes before, I thought, no, I want to give this one. You know, I really like this because I remember you did an episode and you talked about that same same story and you talked about the mob movies. But I think it really bears repeating and it bears repeating how it connects to anxiety. And, you know, I don't think we can hear it enough that being living through that filter of whatever's true, whatever, you know, God has given us that blueprint. And when you live through that, and you're right, it's it's all the stuff you put in, garbage in, garbage out, toxic thoughts, what you're saying to yourself, you're prophesying over your life when you speak words, words of negativity or words of positivity. And that's a biblical principle. And it's important to speak over your own life. And it's important for the thoughts you have. The Bible says, take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. And if yep. it wouldn't say that if we couldn't do it. I, you know, it's, I, I think that the anxiety is something the enemy is trying to just overtake God's people with, um, and, and take down God's people. And we're not going to let him. I remember not quite as bad as what you're referring to, but a couple of years ago, it seemed like out of nowhere and I wasn't watching bad things or whatever. I remember just, I went through the season of over a couple months where I just could not sleep at night. And I was just like, what is happening? And I was just overcome with fear and just horrible thoughts that I knew were not from God. And so I thought, okay, being a Christian, what do we do with this here? This is not the way a Christian lives. So I would take out my Bible and I would just read the Psalms and I would read it in the middle of the night over and over and over and over myself and, you know, just kept reading that. Um, and then after a couple of months and, and praying and praying that out, I, it left. But I think God had me go through that season just like he had you go through that so that you could – it could be part of your testimony so that you could also relate to people and so that you could be on guard for for it, for your family and for your the, future. Well, there's one other thing and I was going to do a whole separate sermon on this. But, you know, the Bible says all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, for those who are called according to his purpose. And you might wonder how in the world an anxiety can work for God's benefit. And what you will find – more often than not, is the enemy doesn't really attack your weaknesses, which take care of themselves. He attacks your strengths. That's true. And so what 
what was really happening is God wants you to focus on something, okay, so that it becomes a strength. Yeah. All right. So, for example, one of my anxieties, I mean, what what you find is when you have a generalized uh, anxiety, it, it attacks everything. And right. so one of the things, as you know, had to do with traveling. And what I realize now, having overcome that, okay, is that it, God wanted me to focus on that so that I – because that was going to be part of – traveling would be a big part of my future, okay? And so it was like by letting the enemy attack that – then I would pray against it. And there's sort of like this principle where sometimes you work so hard to overcome a weakness that the weakness becomes your strength. Just like yes. James Earl Jones, the great orator, used to have a stutter and he worked so hard to overcome it. Now he's a professional speaker. Well, pay attention to what the enemy is attacking right. because the enemy is a liar. And if he's telling you this is a weakness, this is scary, then you can probably bet that it's actually something that you're supposed to be really good at. It's supposed to be a strength and it's a critical part of your future. So don't let him discourage you. Don't let him lie to you. Because the funny thing is the thing that really looks scary on the surface, if you just stand up to it, you're going to find that it's not that scary on the other side. And you're going to look back and say, what the heck was I really so worried about in the first place? Yeah. I know the enemy is not like the Lord. He's not all seeing. He's not all knowing. But I do believe that he sees the seed in the danger of the dream. So in the danger to him, I should say the dream. And so I think that's what happens. Like you say, pay attention to what that is because more often than not, that is actually very exciting because it means that you should definitely protect it. Well, he's not all-seeing, but God is is an all-knowing, and so he knows what to allow the enemy to uh, Mm. afflict you with. But remember, God uses the enemy for his own purposes. Yeah, The enemy thinks he's in control. God's in control of the enemy. That's right. That's right. And one more thought on that. I remember seeing a thing that talked about how this person came up to this cave and heard, I am fear, I am fear, and thought, I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to overcome it, and walked up and walked up and every time. And when he got very close, it was a little tiny, like the size of a mouse um, creature saying, I am fear. But it was echoing, and it made it appear off the walls of the cave. It made it appear that it was this huge thing. And I think that's what happens. We need to remember that the enemy is under our feet, and it's just the illusion of it. The art of that's, the magicianry. That's an allegory, not an actual true story, right? That's correct. Okay, that's right. Just to correct. clarify. Yes, thank you. All right. Thank you for making that. By the way, here's a uh, Jordan and Kristen trivia for you. This uh, outfit that Kristen's wearing, this is the dress she wore the first time I ever saw her in person. And when we met, uh, I met your, you and your family at Starbucks. And that's you were right. This dress, <laughs> and I never forgot. I know. I know. It was a beautiful day. <clears throat> I didn't know my life was about to change forever. You did. I did, kind of. You did. But just I had hoped, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) It's a beautiful day. Well, uh, the verse I want to do for our prayer tonight is Hebrews 4.15. It says, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Lord, thank you. Thank you that... You have been tempted. You have been afflicted. You have suffered for us, God, but you've also been raised from the dead. You've also overcome, God. You have the victory. So in you, we are hidden in Christ, and in you, Lord, through your blood, through your sacrifice, through you raising from the dead, God, we know that we have the assurance of eternal life. We have the assurance of your triumph, God, and we are hidden in you, and and a part of that triumph, God. Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. You are so beautiful. 
You are so beautiful. God, we welcome you. We welcome you right now. We welcome your Holy Spirit. We welcome you to come in. Come into our lives and take out and just like sweep out, you know, like a as if our, our minds are a home, a house, God, and our, if our souls are a, a home. Come in and sweep out and get rid of all that exists there that is not of you and just just purge it of the things that are not of you. And if there's any unwelcome house guests like fear and any of the enemy's demons or anything t- trying to trying to take residence in our mind and our heart, Lord, that is not of you, I just pray that you would just come in and and totally, totally, you know, take out all that is not of you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we want we want your truth, God. Help us to see things through the lens of your truth, Lord, through the lens of who you are, through the lens of your glory. Help us to concentrate on whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, praise, whatever is of your praise, Lord, whatever is holy, whatever is noble, Lord, Help us to concentrate on you and take every thought captive. Help us to hold on to what you have. God, help us to focus like a, a racehorse who has blinders on, who doesn't look to the right or the left. Help us to not look to other things. Help us not to compare. Help us not to start going down the wrong trails. But God, keep our eyes focused on you, the author and finisher of our faith. God, help us to keep our heart in tune with you, in step with you every morning. God, before the fall of man, you know, you walked with Adam in the garden. You walked so closely, Lord. And then you, we were separated because of sin. But then when you died and rose again, you did that so that we could be close to you, God. But help us to always take advantage of the fact that you did that so we would be close to you. Not just that we would have eternal life, which is, of course, the most important thing. But God, that starts now. That life starts now. So help us, God, to walk with you now, to walk with you closely now, not just in in the afterlife, but to walk with you now, God, to walk with you and just like Adam did in the garden, but even better, just hand in hand to hear what you would say, God, walk in the garden with you, God, in your garden. It reminds me of that old song about, um, I walk, I come to the garden and he walks with me and he talks with me. And the voice I hear falling on my ears. The Son of God discloses. Oh, Lord, thank you for your, your goodness and your light. Help us to know you, to truly know you and be known by you. And hold you in, in our hearts, God. Hold your truth. Never become old hat to us. Never become mm. something that is just... We take for granted, God. We always say, oh, help us not to take this for granted. Help us not to take that for granted. Help us not to take you for granted. Help us to to just grow with you every day, God, and take the opportunity. God, you've given us every day. There are new mercies and there are new opportunities. Help us to take hold of the opportunities and the miracles, the opportunities for your miracles and your blessings that are in our stewardship, that are the things that we're supposed to do, the, the opportunities to witness to people, the opportunities to become more like you, the opportunities that are just the trail of blessing you have for us. Help us to take hold of that. That's something that every day you have for us. Help us take hold hold of that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good work. Thanks. Good job. All right. Let us do... 
some prayer requests. Da, da, da. Okay, so if you want to start off with Glenn. Glenn Bunai, please pray for my daughter, Alizni, my wife, Jeremiana, and myself, Abraham. Why is it, why is this, Glenn, his name is Abraham. All right, whatever. Please pray for my daughter, Alonzi, my wife, Jer, Jeremiana, and myself, Abraham, for God to destroy witchcraft and enemies that are trying to harm us. Oh, you gave me a nice easy one to start yeah, off with. Yeah, good. <laughs> I believe in the power of agreement in Jesus' name. God bless. Before I do this, Pray, pray us up for like putting on the armor, full yes. armor of God. We're going to do uh, anti-witchcraft prayers tonight. Yes, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we just, we put on the full armor of God from head to toe. We have the anointing and the protection. I, I pray that for Jordan and myself and every person listening. And for the people that we're praying for, we pray. We know the enemy cannot touch us. The enemy cannot harm us. We are God's anointed. And Jesus says, touch not mine anointed. And so we are covered in the blood of Jesus, the blood that was bought at Calvary. So God, I pray that for the protection of our hearts and our minds and everything we say and do and the protection of everyone listening to the sound of our voice, God, we just pray that you would protect us in the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So here's the deal, Abraham. When you're going under something like this, you got to understand people, you got to be relentless in re- staying in the word and meditating on the word just like constantly. My word for you tonight, in Jesus' name, Father God, we pray for these people. God, your word says, no weapon formed against you will prosper and you will refute every false tongue. God, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I pray for this whole family, that you fill them up to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Your word says, God, that when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, you will raise up a standard against him. And you will rebuke the devourer, that their enemies will rise up against him in one direction and flee from them in seven directions. God, I pray that you give them and that you you dress them in the full armor of God. But you guys have, you know, you have to do this yourself too, okay? The helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, your feet shod in peace, the shield of faith, and of course, the sword of the spirit. We rebuke Satan's attacks. Glenn, uh, Abraham, you need to do that yourself too. Just remember when, when the archangel Michael was fighting with, with Satan over, I think it was Moses' body or Abraham's body, I forget which one. And Michael defeated Satan simply by saying, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. That's my prayer for you tonight, that no weapon formed against you will prosper. You will, you will refute every false tongue and you will rebuke the plans of the enemy, that God will raise up a standard and protect you. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. So focus on righteousness, focus on filling yourself fully with the Holy Spirit and placing every day the full armor of God on. And we know that through the power of Christ, that this this spirit of witchcraft will be defeated. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great prayer. Great prayer. All right. Well, now I'm going to do some uh, prayers that we got that uh, were for actually from countries specifically. So Moses says, pray for my country, India. COVID is spreading. Um, so pray that we get redeemed. And Ilar says, pray for Albania. Samuel says, uh, pray for Pakistan. Um, I actually know some, there's, um, both India and Albania. Um, I don't think I know anyone personally from Pakistan, but I definitely know people 
um, from those countries. And so we know, I can tell you one person from Pakistan, the guy who commented on our page that we were evil and that like the great Satan America was going to be destroyed. And <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yes. <laughs> I think I'm glad the I don't know. Him evil, personally. rich Americans. Yeah, you know, God's going to give you yours. Okay. Well, no, thank you. <laughs> I guess it's we'll pray a- for him too, actually. <laughs> yeah, we probably should. <laughs> yes, but I, then I was going to say, I, I don't know anybody personally from Pakistan, but I feel like I, I definitely know, um, I may not have met our listeners in person, but uh, we care for all of our brothers and sisters in Christ in Pakistan who we, we now know through the program. So we're blessed to do that. So in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for these countries. I pray for India. I pray for Albania. I pray for Pakistan. And I pray for I pray for the world, Lord. I pray for, there's so many countries, and um, I pray for America. And I pray for all these people groups, Lord. There's so many countries and so many people without you. Where there's a heart without Jesus, there's a mission field, Lord. So we pray that you would just, in Jesus' name, come in. I ask for more missionaries and people with the, you would put these countries on their heart. I also ask that people would come to know you. I pray that people would have visions and dreams, that miracles would happen in these lands, and that you, there, there would be revival, Lord, in every way. The revival of you, the revival of your truth, God. I pray for provision. I pray for families to be blessed as they honor you and worship you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Good okay, so now if you want to do, this one is um, Prophet Chris, if you want to try that one. Prophet Chris says, hallelujah. It's a good way to start a prayer, actually. Yeah. I love what God is using both of you to do in our generation. Well, thank you, Prophet. I desire the same grace, anointing, wisdom, power upon my marriage and ministry. Okay. Well, that's pretty ambitious, but let's go. Well, Father God, we lift Chris up to you. We thank you for what you're doing with him. We praise you for him. We thank you that you're using him for great things. In fact, not just him, but his marriage. God, I remember early on when the Bible was introducing us to Solomon and you gave him a choice and you said, do you want wisdom? Do you want wealth or do you want celebrity? And he said, wisdom. And he said, good, because you wanted wisdom, I'll give you all three. God, I know you place a high premium on wisdom. All of the book of Proverbs is about wisdom. Prophet Chris comes to you today and asks for wisdom. He asks for grace. God, what greater calling is that? Your word says that where sin abounds, grace abounds more abundantly. He asks to be anointed in the Holy Spirit. And he asks for your power to come upon him and his ministry. God, I pray that Chris learns to submit to you fully, to understand this is a backwards kingdom, the first shall be last, and that to get what's on God's top shelf, you have to be willing to spend a lot of time on your knees, and on your face. We thank you for Chris, God. We pray that he prospers in all things, even as his soul prospers. Chris, go read Psalms 1-1 through like 1-3, I think, which ends with everything he does will prosper. We pray for strength on his marriage. We pray that the enemy's plans will not prevail against him or his marriage or his ministry. We pray that many, many people will become saved through the ministry and that many souls will be fed and that many people will be fed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So we've got two prayers here that have to do with um, some great uh, career slash ministry ambitions. Nahangu says, I want to become a professional footballer in Jesus' name. Now, I know he's from another country, so maybe it's soccer to us as Americans, I'm guessing. 
I, yeah. are you impressed that I know that? Yes. <laughs> but, um, so in, in any event, uh, soccer or football, um, as, as you guys call it. And also, um, evangelist, I think this is evangelist Shazad says, um, my sister and I are servants of God, but we don't want to, we don't have a platform. We want to minister, um, like you guys are doing. So that's very sweet. So, um, in Jesus name, I pray for, um, evangelist and his sister, God, that you use them. God, we, you know, this whole world needs Jesus and we need, you know, the few are the workers, but the Lord says, send out the workers in the harvest field. And Lord, you are sending a harvest. So thank you, God, and send more, send more people who will work, work for you, God, who will, who will, uh, bring more into your kingdom. We are all your workers, uh, in the harvest field. We are all your missionaries. And, um, you know, evangelists, you say you don't have a platform, but your life is a platform that God mm. wants to use. Your life is a megaphone. Your story is your megaphone and your mission field is your, is your world where God has called you to impact and he will expand and enlarge your influence. So we pray the prayer of Jabez over you and your sister and your family, that God would enlarge your territory and your influence so that many, many people would be saved through your ministry. And we pray that for all of our listeners also. And Nahangu, I pray that you uh, get your dream to becoming a professional footballer in Jesus' name and that you would use that that platform to become um, you know, someone who would use that as a missionary, that world the sports, the world of sports, uh, the global community of sports certainly needs Jesus as to the entertainment industry and all these different industries. And, we, you know, there needs to be a mission, uh, missionary to that, to that world. So I, I believe that you could definitely do that through, through your passion and use your passion for God in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. We've got some financial prayers here. We've got Eden, Cherish, and uh, Jade. Eden, Cherish, and Jade. What is the theme of these three? Uh, financial. Oh, good. Eden says, thank you. Please include me in your prayers for financial breakthrough because of this pandemic we are suffering. I need help. God bless you. Cherish says, I need your prayers for my family, my siblings, and financial breakthrough. I need a life partner. Okay. Jade says, please pray for me. I'm five months pregnant. Very hard for me to go home to my hometown because of this pandemic. Please pray that God will provide financial protection. I'm from Pakistan. You know, I have a praise report as far as money goes. Um, and I've told some of you guys before that the way my business runs, I don't get paid every other week that, you know, I have my own business. And so what I do is I put my money into the business and then at times I take it out when I need it. And so it's not like I don't have like a consistent payday. Okay. And for a while, you know, I was kind of reinvesting my own money in the business to build it up and stuff like that. And so even though I had clients and I was bringing in money, I was reinvesting it all. So I wasn't pulling anything out. So I wasn't really making um, a profit per se. I mean, I was profitable, but you, you understand, I wasn't taking money out for myself was my point. So for a while, I was behind on my tithing. And I finally, you know, one day just sat down and did the math on it because it's it's hard when you're not really taking your own paycheck to figure out like what money's going where. And I did the math on it and I got I got up to speed on my tithing. By the way, Kristen tells me that on our first date, one of the things that impressed her about me is that I told her that I insisted on tithing, right? I was like, oh, this is good. And you said tithing over and above. And I was like, checkpoint again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. Uh, trust all me. All the other checkpoints. Trust me. I was like, glad. So anyway, so the point is I started, I, I had like a backlog and I you know, wrote the checks and I tithed. 
Well, not only did I experience an immense financial financial breakthrough after that, and I was already doing a, you know pretty well, but then you know I, a lot of money came in very quickly. Now it gets to the point where every month, when I sit down at the end of the month and I figure out you know what I took out of the business last month and what I owe in tithes, like that to me is the most exciting part. Not even seeing how much money I made, mm-hmm. seeing how much I get to give back to God, and, and just thinking like all the good things that are going to happen with this. So in fact, awesome. today I, I told you when we were praying that yeah. I was wondering what I was going to do with the money that, you know, God impressed upon me just, you know, to feed hungry people with it. So uh, that's what I'm going to be doing this uh, with this month's uh, tithe check. So for Eden, Cherish, and Jade, I recommend, guys, that if you're not tithing, you got to start even if you have very little. Remember that woman we had, Kristen? Oh, Stephanie. We had, a, a, we had someone ask us to pray for her. Her name was Stephanie. She was in a homeless shelter. And I yeah. said, listen – if you got anything, make sure you tithe on it. And she said that God reminded her that she had twelve dollars yeah. left, and she 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 gave that money away. She just gave it to other people who needed it. And she said within a week, not only, this is a weird thing. Not only did she find placement in a real home, not in the homeless shelter, but in a real home, she also found a husband. I'm telling so you. So go figure that one out. It's like so, the price is right. It's yeah. Great. So for Cherish, maybe you know who's who's asking for a financial breakthrough and also a life partner. There you go. God, we do not serve a poor God. We lift up Eden, Cherish, and Jay to you. We thank you for their lives. We thank you, God, that you're using this for, for, for your glory. We thank you, God, that you're, that you want to provide from that. You are God, our provider, that we don't, we don't make these prayers in vain. But God, we also thank you that Eden, Cherish, and Jade will always be good givers, okay? That they, that they're not just asking for money for themselves, that they need to be able to use that money to bless other people. God, let other people see the miracle, your miracle through them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay. So we got some prayers for healing. And I love these prayers because God is such a big God and he loves to heal his people in every way. Linnell says, God bless your prayer ministry. I want you to pray for my healing. I'm from Solomon Island. I'm not sure where that is. Solomon Island? Is that over in the Fiji and the Philippines? Sorry, I... In the Pacific. Okay. Um, I had a stroke and had left uh, hemoplegia for nine years now. I'm a single mother. I need my strength back and support my daughter. Thank you. Faith says I need God's healing power to come on me. Hope says divine healing for my family in Jesus' name. And Jihara says her mother's legs are hurting. And Chris says his brother has cancer and um, Chris meaning a, a girl's name um, and her husband is out of work. So in Jesus name, Lord, you are the God who heals. You are the God who heals. I love the stories of your healing in the Bible. I love the immense amount of care and the, just the, the lengths that you will go to for your healing. God, your blood covers us and heals us. The woman with the issue of blood. I think of that story where your power went out of you and onto her, God. And all these people are reaching to you like that woman with the issue of blood. They're reaching out to you in their desperation. They're reaching out to you in your love. And God, you will never turn them away. And you will not, not only not turn them away, you notice them and you want to, you want to heal them, God. So for Linnell, Lord, you want to heal her. She is a single mom and she needs to support her daughter. God, give her the healing that she is asking for, Lord. Completely heal her. God, you you can do it. I know you can make a way where there is no way. For faith, she's 
her prayer is very general, God, but you know what she needs, Lord. You know the desperation of the situation, and her very name is um, a great credit to you. It's faith. Lord, she has the faith. Hope, another great name that uh, talks about your character, Lord. She prays for a divine healing for her family, God. Heal Hope's family, Lord. Just put the shield around them and heal them, God. Not only physically, but emotionally and mentally. Sometimes physically is just a a reflection of other things that are going on. For For Jira, we pray for his mother with her legs. We command her legs to line up with the will of God and stop hurting in Jesus' name. For Chris, we curse cancer in the name of Jesus. We curse cancer for his brother, for their entire family. I'm kind of seeing that this is like a generational thing for them. So in Jesus' name, we pray that his brother, her brother, I'm sorry, breaks the chain of that. In Jesus' name, for their entire family, cancer is broken. And for her husband to have work for COVID, um, because of COVID, he's out of work. Lord, we pray that you put him in the right spot. In Jesus' name, I proclaim your healing for Linnell, Faith, Hope, Jira, and Chris. In Jesus' name, come in like like a mighty rushing wind, Lord. Just take your precious blood and pour it all over these people and wash away, wash away the sickness, Lord. Lord, you heal every disease. You heal everything, God. You are the God who heals. That is your very name, God. That is your very character. That is who you are. And Lord, you will never, never turn us away. So God, heal these people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And this is just, these are just general prayers for these. All right. So Sherry, Diana, Rosina, Aju, Rahana, and Shiraz just ask for general prayer. So God, thank you for Sherry, Diana, Rosina, Aju, Rahana, and Shiraz. Whatever it is they need, God, we know that you will meet their needs, that you want to meet their needs. We also know that you want to use whatever it is they're going through for your purpose. So God, show them what they have to overcome. Show them if there's something in their lives that, that, that needs to come out, show them that. But God, show them just how to get closer to you. Because really, I know we focus a lot on specific prayers for specific things, and there's nothing wrong with that. But God, I think that if people just focused, if instead of praying for specific things, that we prayed instead, God, for more of you and to get closer to you, we'd find that a lot of these things uh, just either take care of themselves or really that you take care of them because because we're already getting closer to you and, and you can't help but bless us when we do that. And you'd also have no need to you know use these other things to get our attention. God, I pray for all of the all of these people who wrote in prayer requests and for all the people who are joining us tonight and even for the people who watch this later. That God, we always remember to learn big lessons from small things and God get our act together now so that you don't have to so that we don't have to go through the the kinds of afflictions that some people have to go through in order to have like a wake up call and and uh, and to get closer to you. And God, I partic- in particular pray for anybody and anyone uh, any it's redundant for anybody who's going through anxiety, God, I pray that you heal them like you healed me. And sometimes I know it's not instantaneous. It's not like snapping fingers. Sometimes it's a process. But God, we know that that you have purpose behind the process, and we thank you for it. And we give you all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, this is the point. We'd love to uh, give you an opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is your moment. Right now is, is your time. So just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. 
Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so happy for you. Send us a message or comment on the video so we can help you get started with in your walk with Christ. I love you when you do that. I love that. I just love when we get to film together. I do too. All right, guys, listen, um, thanks for joining us again. I'm probably going to do another video on the anxiety or overcoming anxiety series. We're going to call it tomorrow. Uh, so hopefully you'll be able to join us for that tomorrow, 730 Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, have a great, blessed, amazing, non-routine week. We'll see you tomorrow. Be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.